So we're going to begin just something nice and short on Parshas Vayikra that potentially has absolutely nothing to do with Shalom Bayis, but at the end we'll, we'll figure out a way to, to twist it. The attire this week, the fascinating Parsha and Parshas Vayikra, the Psikkim of Karbanis. The Psikkim of Karbanis. And it begins that the children of Aaron Akoyin place a fire on the Mizbeach and they place wood on the fire. Comes along Rashi quoting the Tyrus Kaihanim and says, Rashi, why are you placing a fire? What was the fire on the Mizbeach? The eternal flame? What was the eternal flame? It was a flame that could not be extinguished, a flame from God Himself, no wind, no water, nothing could put out that flame. So there was always a fire burning, the fire of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So comes like Rashi, and Rashi says, so why were the Bnei Aaron coming and putting a fire there? It's Hashem's fire. What, am I going to light a fire? This is going to be a fire that's going to last forever, and Hashem is going to personally keep it going. So one might say, what's the question? What do you mean? We know that there's something called the Maracha. You have to put the wood there. So clearly the answer to that is that the wood is the fuel Man provides the fuel, and God provides the flame. But yet we see that the Nasnu Bnei Aaron, the flame itself. So Rashi quotes the Torah's Kayanim. It says, Even though the fire comes from heaven, still mitzvah lahavi minahedit. There's a mitzvah, which is quite peculiar, quite intriguing. Why we have a mitzvah when something that anyways is going to come from heaven. So what's even a little bit more fascinating is Rabbeinu B'chayi over here quotes a Gemara in Yuma without going too in-depth and teaches us on this Pasuk. Who were the first people, the first Kayahanim, to be placing the fire? The Bnei Aharon. What happened? Darshu Razam Zechus Yuma Loi Mesu Bnei Aharon Ella Shahira Lacha B'fnei Moshe Rabbeinu My Drosh, what did the children of Aaron, what was the Josh that caused their terrible demise. They thought, I have to put the fire. That was their drasha. So everyone wonders, one second. They made this drasha. I have to place the fire. Why? God's going to do it, but I have to do it. They were killed. So what in the world are we doing? If they were killed, doesn't that prove it was incorrect? Continues Rabbeinu B'chayi by quoting... Rav Sadia Goyin, in which he explains that the Toyus was like the Medrash says, is that they didn't ask Moshe Aaron. The result was true. They got the right din. But because they didn't confirm it with the Rebbe, therefore they met their terrible demise. And the truth is the Kliyakar takes it one step further, which we'll mention in a moment. But first of all, that's a fascinating lesson. You could get it right, 100%. And for all eternity, we're going to continuously be the Bnei Aroi, not us, like Ayanim, that are going to add that fire, even though they were killed for it. Because they didn't confirm with Moshe and Aaron. You could get the right result, but without the correct rabbinic supervision, without the correct guidance, it's inherently flawed to the point that they were killed. But the Kleyaker goes and furthers this one step further and says the Kleyaker, why? Why? A little bit of a tam. What's the reason? What are we doing? 
v'shelamato. And he goes right here. What does that mean? What's happening over here is, is that yes, it's Hashem's fire. But even God's fire only begins with mankind. It's true, it will burn for all eternity. But if a man didn't go and light that first flame, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would never bring down that flame. And that teaches all of us an incredible lesson that we have to do something. We have to do something. Ultimately, we leave the rest to Hashem. But even when we know twofold, number one, Hashem will do it, we still have to do our own. We still need the human element mixed together with that which is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And number two is we can't make any step without asking for rabbinic guidance. And how are we going to tie this into Shalom Bayez? How are we going to tie this into Shalom Bayez? So we're going to say two things. What? Ah, ah, so a good, good, very good. Everyone's talking about Hashem Rachas recently. Aish, Ish, and Isha. The difference is if you have a Kaddish Baruch with, between you, and perhaps we'll say a beautiful line. Once you're married, it's a little bit of a difficult line. But uh, listen, everyone can do tshuva. Is that when one is looking for a spouse, what is the most important detail? The most important. I don't know. We can start listing. Everyone can go through their bucket list. Everyone can go through their laundry list, the part A of the list, the part B of the list, the, the non-negotiables, the negotiables, all the wonderful girly words that have become normal in our society. Balamaisa, what's at the end of the day? The one entity which is real. So someone's going to say, Yerah Shemayim. Someone's going to say, Balmidah. Someone's going to say, Chesed. That's all beautiful. It's all true. But that's not the most important thing. Why not? Because we're human beings. And you can be a Balmidah today and tomorrow you can have an issue. And you could be a Balmidah Shemayim today and tomorrow you're going to get caught up. The most important thing is what Nadven Aviyu lacked. Is to be one who is Shoyal Bifnei Moshe Rabbon. If someone has a Moshe Rabban, if someone has a Rebbe, a girl, a guy, it doesn't make a difference. Rebbe doesn't mean beard. Rebbe doesn't mean anything. Someone they confer to. A higher authority that they ask to, then they will never have any issues. Because then throughout the stormy, steamy, no, not steamy, stormy life, they will always have someone to come back to. So, as we conclude Elchaz Nida, and we've been working as well in our Shalom Bayis, We'll take the lesson and someone's going to say, well, listen, it's too late. I don't have. So obviously, that's the perfect spouse you're looking for. But when one, once one gets married, it's all more critical and crucial to have a Rebbe, to have a Rav. And I think as we learned through Ochaz Nida, if we cook out nothing more than ask a Shaila, you'll be pleasantly surprised, it was Kedai the Holy Because unfortunately, all those who don't ask questions are not pleasantly surprised. And they walk around thinking, Nida's is evil, horrible, chumrah, take a thing. The more you ask, really? Interesting, really? Everyone? Yeah, yeah. So, with that, we'll be able to combine our Eishelamata, our own Ishtadlus, with the Eishelamala, and thereby bring the ultimate Eish, Be'ezrat Hashem, with the coming of